Legal discussion on tip today is brought to you in association with Lynch Solicitors Clan Mel on the web at lynchsolicitors.ie and at divorceinireland.com. John Lynch joins me now. Morning, John. Good morning, Frank. I, I missed your show there. I'm just curious when I heard your comment there on a curfew for males. On a curfew, yes. That, uh, that was uh, Lady, Lady Jenny. We're getting up in the world now. We had a baroness on the programme earlier on there, okay. John. And okay. she, she made that point. But I think she was just looking for her attention so that people might discuss it, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah, so, I do. I do so I do, there I you go. You're going to have a look at some cases for us, John. Yeah, I'm always... Somebody says to me, I'm always harping on about various things, but one of the things that I often talk about, as you know, because you're, you're often listening to me about it, is the whole issue of wills and the kind of problems that, they can, that can happen as a result of one not being done properly, but the one that I kind of latched on to more recently <clears throat> is the fact that when we make a will, we think that's it and we think that that's the end of it and people often don't. I mean, I remember, oh, years and years ago going into the dentist and um, for years thereafter I'd get reminders to come back in again to do a review and I remember thinking to myself that's probably something we should do as lawyers but mm. we're not we're not inclined to do that kind of thing because it sounds like, you know, it's like turning up at a funeral even though you're there to pay your respects. You often feel, you know, people might misread. You know, <laughs> that you're touting there. for business or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, remember that? What was the, the film uh, with... Uh, the very good film with um, Justin Hoffman but where he arrived at the funeral and went up with his card, so... I'm always very wary mm. to keep an eye on that kind of an idea. But, I mean, the interesting thing about this particular case that we're talking about, which is a recent one, was that the will was made 23 years prior to the man's death. And the reason that that was an issue was that, obviously, he never... He, there was a fairly dramatic change in things in over that 23 years. And... One of the most dramatic changes that he had in the will, and this is where all the dispute was, was that, and this is something that anybody there in the farming community would be very familiar with, is that where you had a co-op and shares in a co-op, yes. and Larry arrives and starts to make it a PLC, and then you move from co-op shares to PLC shares, and, um, you know, very common and commonly happens. And that's exactly what happened in this particular case was that this, this man had shares in the local co-op and those shares were surrendered or, or swapped, uh, I'd say, for PLC shares. So they went from cooperative shares to PLC shares. So, mm-hmm. And the problem, of course, was that he still had a couple of uh, cooperative shares in his store in the house, but he had primarily the PLC shares, mm. which by the t- 23 years later... Something that might have been worth a couple of hundred went from a couple of hundred to the co-op shares being worth two two hundred fifty thousand, wow. and the PLC shares being worth one point something million at wow. the time of the hearing. Mm. So I mean, it's a very dramatic change in the type of gift that 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 was being done here, mm. and. Again, a very common situation where this man was from, a, he, was a, he was a bachelor um, with loads of comp- brothers and sisters, so the 11 of them, a good old Irish family. 
there's 11 of them in the family, brothers and sisters. And uh, so he made a will. And when he made a will, he had one particular cousin, and again, you know, not unusual, who farmed the land with him and who did everything for him, who picked him up and brought him here and brought him there. And I mean, the lovely read of the, of the facts in the case where it said how he used to go to the mart, uh, you know, the creamery in an Aston cart. And then he went from there and this cousin would come along and bring him when he got a car, he'd bring him in the car. Et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So, you know, he was your kind of favourite nephew type scenario, mm. which is often recognised in tax law as well as everything else. But basically what he did was he, he went in then and he made a will. And in the will he said, I'm leaving everything, I'm leaving the farm plus the shares. And he, he called them the Kerry Co-op shares. I'm leaving those shares to my cousin, his favourite cousin, and I'm also leaving them the lad. And then, commonly, what you'll do with the will then is you'll, you'll put what they call a residuary clause, which is, you know, I leave everything to so-and-so, I leave so much to this person, so much to that person. Mm. And then you put in a clause at the end and says, well, anything that's left over, then I divide it between whatever. So what he did was he left the residue to all of his siblings. Now, mm. again, the next problem, of course, was that when he did that, he made, and this is, as I say, at the time he made it 20 years previously, all of his siblings were alive. But, of course, 23 years later, most of them were, were gone at that stage and deceased. But the will made no provision for what would happen if uh, one of the siblings uh, was died. You know, what happened to their share? Yes. Did, it, yeah. did it die with them or, did it, or what happened? And, unfortunately, the law kicks in there and creates uh, an assumption. And that's not something that you can, you know, you have to to deal with it in the will if you if you wanted to pass to the children of the deceased brother or sister. So that was another problem that arose by virtue of the time element, the 23 years and the failure to review the will and look at it. And of course, throughout all of those 23 years, and this is the next crux of it, you see, Throughout all of those 23 years, the um, uncle would have been bringing going with the, the nephew to the market mm. or bringing him to the doctor or bringing him where it was. And the uncle would say to the, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing this for you, but the uncle would say to the nephew, now, you know, every now and then, and you can just see it like it's straight out of a John B. Keane novel, mm. where the uncle would say, now, you know those shares that I have, now they're yours, and you know the land I have, that's yours. And then he would go on and say, and the money that's in the bank now, that's a go to the brothers and sisters. Mm. And that's basically the evidence that the nephew put before the court. And, of course, that raised the next question is, could the nephew put that evidence before the court? And if he could put that evidence before the court, would it have an impact on how the court made the right. decision? Because, because it, it would be seen as being anecdotal, I suppose, to some degree, John, no, is that Well, it? not so much that it would be... Yes, it would be anecdotal, but not necessarily because insofar as he'd be giving the evidence. It would be hearsay, I suppose you would say, but it would be evidence that would be kind of relevant to the overall intention right. of the person who made the will. But it's not so much that. It's the fact that the law, succession law, does not... And this is really will sometimes dimey people mm. when they're looking at this situation. The court will not allow that evidence to be even heard uh, unless there's a justification 
and the justification has to be that there is some mistake or some inconsistency or some uh, in, inability, if you like, to understand yeah. what's in the will. So you, no matter what, I mean, you could go in and swear up that he had, you know, promised to this, that. Now, of course, yeah. there is another line of argument that says that if he made a promise, you could have a situation where you could make a claim for, well, pr- promissory estoppel or something, but we won't go into that. But in the, in the logic of the will itself, people will op- are often confounded by the fact that even though they say, well, I was told and he told me that I would get this. Right. And if it's not in the will, you're, you're in trouble. Kind so of thing. so if that was the understanding, why was it dragged into court then? Mm, good question. The argument was that when the gift, like what the will said was, I give my uh, farm plus my carry and carry co-op shares to Joe Bloggs. Mm. So Joe Bloggs made the argument. Well, they went into court, and again, by the way, the other thing that we often say and that I often say to you is the whole cost of this. I mean, mm. the fact of the matter was this ended up in the High Court mm. with a number of days hearing and all the various costs involved, and the cost would be borne by the estate. So in other words, the estate would be reduced by the amount of the fees of that were involved in this, which yeah. is another reason why you wouldn't have the argument. But go, just to go back to your question, mm. where you have an issue on a will, you go into court and ask the court to make a decision on it. So, obviously, the nephew felt that when he was given the shares, because he was told by the uncle, I'm giving you the shares, mm-hmm. and because he told the, the nephew that the shares were in a drawer, and because in that drawer were the shares, as far as from a very simple logical point of view, the um, nephew felt that they were his shares, mm. so therefore he was arguing that when the will said, I'm giving you my Kerry Co-op shares, mm. it meant Kerry Co-op and or whatever replaced those shares over the 23 years, and that meant that they were the Kerry PLC shares as well. Yes. So that was his argument. Right. And so that was challenged then, obviously, John. Yeah, that was, that was challenged. Well, in fact, the... the the executor, and again, you know, the, the person who's responsible for, you know, following through the wishes of the deceased, the, the, the executor went into court and said, look, can you tell me what is the correct interpretation of the will and or is the will clear enough on the face of it? Now, interestingly enough, the judge conceded or accepted that where you have a dramatic change in circumstances, that that is enough to kind of trigger the introduction of evidence in before the court about whether or not the will is clear on the face of it. Mm. Now, and then he sidestepped it and said, well, I'm not going to decide in this particular case whether or not this evidence is admissible. And what he then said, which I would say would be very, uh, you know, what's the word, painful or not easy for the poor nephew to listen to, but what he then did was he, he said, well, even on the facts as, as, as that are presented to me, I'm still quite happy that actually the will on the face of it did not intend the PLC shares to go to. And you can imagine the rows that would well, be out there about yeah. that because a lot of people would have switched the shares automatically and it wasn't within his control because he, he had no choice no matter if the shares were were swapped out and that was the end of it in the vote as an AGM. There was no evidence right. as to that. 
And and just because I'm running out of time, so the final yeah, decision sir. was what then, John? The final decision was that the the two things I mentioned to you. Number one, the the shares, uh, the only shares that went to him were the Kerry Co-op shares. He didn't get the PLC shares, which were worth a million. They went wow. to the residues. So they went to all the nephews and nieces. And secondly, by virtue of the fact that there was no provision in the will uh, to make sure that the, the, the siblings' shares remained intact. In other words, that the siblings' shares went to the siblings through their will to whoever they left it to, then it went into it went into the residue and went into intestacy. Because, and then what I mean by that is that when something goes to intestacy, it literally is subject to the rules of the Succession Act right. and not the intention or declared intention of the person who makes the will. So that was, Isn't that uh, incredible? Yeah. So again, it's a cautionary tale, John, and really, you know, people need to update the wills and make sure that they look into the nitty-gritty of what the outcome oh, yeah. is going to be. Well, it's always, it's always a surprise. Somebody asked me the other day uh, a question which often comes up when I'm talking about wills, and I, 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 I often anticipate that I'm going to be asked the question, how much is it to make a will? And I suppose the question could be is if you don't if you make a will badly, how much is going to cost you? Because the reality of it is this must have cost fifty, sixty, seventy thousand taken all out of the estate in order to clarify something. And the and the other I mean there's a couple of resounding things from it. Number one, review your will. Number two, if there's a change in circumstances, make sure that it, that's reflected. So just don't do an automatic review every two years. If there's a change and then then make sure it's reflected in your will. Number two, make sure you're clear as to what will happen if the will fails. So, in other words, what happens if stuff goes into residue? And if you're dealing with, you know, if you want to keep it within a certain line, you must specify that in the will. It's very interesting indeed. John, always a pleasure and a happy St. Patrick's Day to you. And thanks very much for coming on with us. That's uh, John Lynch there of Lynch Solicitors uh, speaking to us. Join the conversation in Tipperary. Contact us through Facebook, Twitter, or email tiptoday at tipfm.com. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Subaru dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie